Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are bringing hope and impacting our community by leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe your life will be transformed through this week's message. So let's jump right into it. Well, thank you for joining me today as we just talk about prayer, right? Yeah. Uh, let's talk. I wanted to use this time today to, to sort of help us all, because I think sometimes when we mention prayer, the very next thing that happens is uh, a wave of guilt often comes over us. And so we just want to take some time today to just talk to you. Just talk to you. It's sort of like, I, I, what I'm sort of envisioning this today is that you've come over to our house and we're sitting there and uh, we grab a cup of coffee or whatever and uh, we're just talking about prayer. So I want you to hear that that way today, okay? Father, we thank you. Thank you today, Lord, that you created prayers and avenue that we could bring your will, which is done in heaven, on this planet earth. That's how you taught us to pray. And so today, Lord, I'm praying that we can move beyond all the guilt, all the pressure, and we can just relax, and we can just talk about prayer today, moving us as we continue in this series in your name. And we pray that today at the end, you will be glorified, the saints will be edified, and the enemy will be terrified because this is a house that prays in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, for a real treat next week, Pastor Kevin Goff will be with us again. He'll be with us at our planning retreat, and uh, we're really excited. He's always, and he's got a great teaching. I've already seen the notes. You don't want to miss that. Then the following week, I'm going to talk to us about a very simple, practical way of how to pray, how to pray, and we're going to show you uh, uh, Miss Roberta's prayer closet. She's got a prayer closet, made me envious. We always need a place to pray. It'd be hard for me to just pray in a closet, though, because I like to walk, and I like to move, and I like to yell a lot sometimes. So you you don't want to follow along where I pray. And then after that, I'm going to teach a teaching on impossible is impossible, uh, and talk about the value of short prayers. Mm. You know, we all think about prayer as a long thing, but I'm going to show you the greatest prayers in the Bible were very short prayers. Like when we pray to eat, we say short and sweet so we can eat. Oh, not that's for good. the world. I've never heard that before. Oh, that's awesome. I, I say learned that something all the today. Time. Okay. <laughs> all right, here's our theme verse that we're looking at. Look at it with me on the on the Sky Bible. Say it with me. That's, that's why, why I, I plead with you, you because, because of our union with our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ to, to be partners, partners with me. me. Look at your neighbor and say, "Be a partner with me." Be a partner with me in prayers to God. My My dear dear brothers brothers and sisters sisters in faith, with the love we share in the Holy Spirit, fight alongside me in prayer. How many of you, by raising of your hand, would say, I think my prayer life could use a little boost? I'm the first one up there. I think my prayer life could use a little boost. Can I just be honest with you? All of my life, You know, I've been a believer since I was old enough to understand. I mean, I was raised in church pretty well. But all my life, including now, you know, I have multiple degrees and I've been in ministry for 53 years. But I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. I feel inadequate in my prayer life. I, I really do. And uh, sometimes I hear people say, Terry, I just, I just, I would love to pray. I would love to pray like so-and-so, but I just, 
I just don't feel like I'm very good at prayer. And uh, I just want you to know, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Well, doesn't the enemy want us oh, to yes, think of course. that, right? If yeah. you feel like you can't do it and you're not good at it, then you won't do it. And right. he goes, yay. I've never met anyone who would say, hey, I'm great in prayer. I like, I'm like a doctorate degree in prayer. <laughs> if you want to know how good something is, I'm really good at prayer. In fact, I know that some of us struggle that if I were to ask you, if I point out to you and say, would you come up here and lead us in prayer? I mean, some of you would go into spasms. You'd, you'd fall out, right? I mean, you have a tough time praying out loud over your food at home. But I don't believe God wants it that way, do you? I no. believe he wants us to feel comfortable yeah, coming into his sure. presence. Yeah, for sure. You know, the greatest Christian that ever lived besides Jesus was the Apostle Paul, sure, right? I believe that. And here's what he said in Romans 8, 26. We don't even know what we should pray for, yeah. nor how we should pray. So if the guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament said, we don't know how to pray or what we should pray for, mm -hmm. then we all should be in the school of prayer. Yes. Meaning we want to learn. We right. want to grow. Part of our mission is leading people in a growing relationship. So I want to move forward constantly. You know, we need to learn. So we need to get better at this. Yeah. We need to know how to talk to God, how to hear yeah. from God. What is he saying? And not be intimidated yeah. to think we're not good enough. Well, I mean, if Paul would say that, and then I'm thinking about the 12 guys that hung out with Jesus. Uh, look at this scripture, Luke 11 and 1. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, read it out loud with me, Lord, teach, teach us, us to pray. pray. And I'm thinking about that. Here's, here's these guys that hung out with Jesus. Jesus walks on water, turns water into wine. He heals people, casts out demons, and he does all of that. And never once do they say, Jesus, teach us how to do miracles. They heard his sermons, and nobody taught like him. The Sermon on the Mount, all of that. But yet they don't say, Lord, teach us to preach. But they knew that behind his teaching, behind the miracles, behind the prayer was a prayer life. He was always going to prayer, coming back from prayer. And so when they looked at him, they simply said, Jesus, teach us yeah. to pray. Yeah. And two weeks out, we're going to look at that prayer because I think it'll make a big difference in our life. For sure. When I first started reading the Bible and I saw Jesus had to go and pray, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He's God. Why do you yeah. have to go and pray? But it is an example, yeah. right? That he went and he prayed. He wanted to hear from the Father. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to. God doesn't want us to feel guilty in our prayer life. He doesn't want us to think, you know, that it's so difficult that we're not going to do it. It's not as difficult as people think because God wired us for he prayer. Us he for wired prayer. us to be uh, in communication with him. It should be natural to us. Everybody in the world prays. Buddhists pray. Christians pray. Hindus pray. Muslims pray. Atheists pray. When you, you didn't do it, but somebody hits an atheist, they don't say, oh, me. They say, oh, God, yeah. or oh, Jesus, and oh, wow. I always say, do you know him? Yeah, there you go. I think a lot of our frustrations by prayer are caused by misconceptions about prayer or myths. I mean, really, honestly, most of us learn to pray by imitating somebody else that yeah. prayed. 
Now, I know we've read books, we've gone to classes, we've done some of those, but I think sometimes there are a lot of misconceptions. Here's what I believe the Lord really said to me. I don't want you to be driven by guilt, but I want you to be drawn by grace. Mm. So I'm not here today to guilt you, guilt you, guilt you, guilt you into prayer, but I, I want you to be drawn by grace. And so we want to explode some of these myths today. Yeah. And uh, the first one, what is the, one of the myths Yeah, that we so have? on your paper there, your notes, there's some blanks for you to fill in, misconceptions about prayer. And the first one is that prayer is a magical formula. Huh. <laughs> prayer is a magic. Now, that's a myth. That's a misconception. Changeo. It's not like that little stick that Harry Potter, which, by the way, I never watched one of them, but Harry Potter took a stick and, and boom, changed everything. No, it's not like that. It's not a wand where you go, you know, I want this to change. I want that to change. It's not a genie in a lamp where you a rub on it. genie in a bottle. Oh, sorry, sorry. I promised you I wouldn't do I that, know. but it just got away from me. He, prayer is not a genie that you rub the lamp and you say, here comes God, oh God, I want you to do this for me. And he says, your wish is my command. Yeah. No, he's not a genie. Yeah. He's not your servant. We are his servants. Yeah. Don't reverse those roles. Prayer is not secret words. Prayer is not an incantation or a spell or words that you have to say a certain way or think you have to mean a certain thing. Otherwise, I could go, um, God, make him the best guy in the whole wide world, the best husband, the best everything, abracadabra, focus, boom. Yeah. boom. I mean, he's pretty close. But yeah, if that worked, I, I might do close. it. I might try it. The second uh, misconception is prayers for emergencies. Oh, yes. You know what? Before I gave my life to the Lord, I was raised in the Catholic Church, and I prayed. I mean, I knew who Jesus was and all that, but here's when I prayed. I lost something. Yeah. I needed, I needed, actually, I prayed to, pray to St. Christopher because he helped you find the lost things. <laughs> and I, if I had a test, oh, God, help me remember everything on my test. Or I, I'm going on a job interview. Whenever I was in trouble or I needed something, that's when I prayed. I only prayed in case of emergency, like the little glass, break the glass on the fire extinguisher, you know, in case of emergency. A hurricane is coming. Let's pray. Yeah. I got a cancer report. Yeah, does it come to that? We need to pray? Right. Yeah. Let's pray. My husband is going to walk out on me. I need to pray. But you only use it in emergencies. And then you say, all we, people say, oh, all we can do now is pray. There's nothing left to do. Well, prayer shouldn't be the last resort. It should be the first, first. thing that we do. Pray first. See what God is going to do and watch things unfold yeah. before you buy that car you want to buy. Yeah. It looks good. They gave you the spiel. We were taking a golf lesson yesterday, and he, I used my driver, and I did pretty decent. He goes, now look at the technology, because that's old. Look at this. Try this one. And, of course, it was amazing. And I said, yeah, you're like the used car salesman. Drive this car, <laughs> then drive the, no, first drive the really nice one, and then what are you going to pick? Yeah. You want the one that's really super awesome. But before you buy the car, before you look for the job, before you go yeah. on a date, before you do whatever you're going to do, make it the first choice yeah. because God is going to lead us, guide us, and direct us. Yeah. And it's not only for emergencies. Yeah. Another myth is prayer is a tug of war. Mm. In other words, you're wrestling against the resistance of God. Yeah. And he's going to see how serious that you are. 
Now, if you're really serious, you know, you'll just plead with him, you know, please, 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 pretty please with sugar on it, please, 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 or you'll bargain with him. I promise you, Lord, if you'll answer this prayer, I will do such and such and such and so and so and so. Listen, there's nothing wrong with asking God more than once for what you need, Mm -hmm. but we ask and then we believe that we're going to receive. We don't believe that it's a tug of war and I just got to make him know that I really mean this. Like, like sometimes people look at that story, the parable that Jesus taught and he's talked about the widow and she kept coming to the unjust judge and she said, no, no, you got to help me, you got to help me, you got to help me, you got to help me. And finally the judge says, okay, because of your persistence, the word there is importunity, and I'll share in a couple of weeks what that means. So a lot of people read that story and they think, oh, that's what God's like. I've got to keep coming to God and beg him, plead with him, do everything I can because he really doesn't want to answer this. He doesn't really care for me. But Jesus said in that parable, God's not like that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to play a tug of war. Another myth that people have is this one, that position and form are critical. Mm. So people say, well, it's, it's like, am I supposed to kneel? Always kneel? Well, there are times that they kneeled in the Bible. Well, uh, do I fold my hands? Well, there's nothing wrong with folding your hands. Do I pray loud? There's nothing wrong with that. Can I pray soft? There's nothing wrong with that. See, we get so caught up and, you know, I've, I've got to make sure that it's just right and, and it's just, it's so critical. But it's not that. You've got to understand what prayer is and maybe we need to understand a definition of prayer. So what do you think prayer is? Yeah, so we said it before, prayer is communication with God, yeah. communicating with God. And that can happen in a lot of different ways. Um, but to be mindful of who he is, and I think what happens a lot of times when we pray, we're looking for a certain answer. Oh. And when it doesn't come, then we think God didn't hear us or he doesn't love us or we have to keep tug of war with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like Kelly said, 25 years went by. She didn't know 25 years ago what was going to happen Today, if God showed us the future back in the time, we would be scared. We wouldn't know what to do. So communicating with God, just like you would with somebody else, just like you would with a friend, just like you would with, you know, we're, we're talking now, we're chatting. Prayer is communicating with God. And it's also a relationship, yeah. not a ritual. Yeah. It's all about getting close to God. Yeah. When, when, when sometimes some of us had daddies that we could climb up in their lap and feel loved and secured and 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 could hear the whisper you know my dad was not like that but it hasn't ruined my relationship with God I know to hear from God I need to get close to God and and become acquainted with him and who he is getting to know him so that when somebody says something about God that doesn't that I know is not right I can say oh no that's not my God my God doesn't doesn't say that that he doesn't do that And if prayer is boring to you, I'm sorry, but you're not praying the right thing. It shouldn't be boring. You are communicating with the creator of the universe, of everything. So how could it be boring, even if you just sit in awe of who he is and tell him how much you love him? So don't, don't, 
Don't get into that place with, with it's such a ritual and right. it's such a thing that I, I don't have time to have a relationship with God. If it becomes a drudgery, and then you're like, I should pray. I know I really should pray. Yeah. I, I, I need to pray. I have to pray. I ought to pray. When you get in that trap, you know what? It's not going to work. Guilt should not be your motivation because right. it's only going to last as long as the guilt yeah. lasts. You know, and it becomes a duty. Like, right. I have to do that. Let me put a little notch on my belt or a mark on my calendar because I prayed. Yeah. Look at me. I'm so great. No, it's not about feeling guilty. He loves to talk to us. Mm -hmm. God loves to talk yeah. to us and with us. And he loves to listen to you talk to him. And guilt has yeah. nothing to do with it. No. You get to talk to God in such a way that, you know what, he, he wants to listen to what you have to say, yeah. but he's also interested in everything that we're interested in. Everything, big or small. We can talk to God about anything. Right. If you've had a bad day, talk to God about it. If you, if, yeah, because, you know, prayer is conversation. Right. It's not a ceremony. It's not something I do. It's, it's who I am. It's that communication. So, I mean, we, we've, we've, we've uh, exposed some of these myths. Now let's look at the positive side. Let's look at some truths about prayer. Here's the first one. Learn to talk to God with gut-level honesty. Right. I think that's what you were saying. Yeah. With gut-level honesty. You don't have to put on a pretense. You know, sometimes I, I hear, I talk to people. You talk to people in a regular way. Hey, how you doing, bro? Oh, man, it's doing good. It's great. Okay, we better pray over this food. Thou most wonderful Father who art in heaven, the sustainer of the world, the creator of everything, Short the one sweet, who knows so everything. That's sort, of like, that's sort of like you crawling up to your, your dad and saying, oh, you who provide everything, I know you look down upon me, forgive me of all of my things. No, it's not all that. He wants this gut level honesty. In fact, here's what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 5 through 7. He said, when you pray, he assumes that we're going to pray, right? When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites because they love to stand in the synagogues and on the street corners to pray loudly. They want people to see them. The truth is, that's all the reward they're going to get. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door. Now, he's not necessarily you always have to pray by yourself. He's just saying, I want you, when you pray, to cut off the distractions. Focus on me. Pray and your heart to me. Then your Father who sees you and hears you will reward you. And when you pray, don't like, be like people who don't know God. They say the same things again and again. And they think that if they say it enough, their God, little g, will hear them. In other words, it's nothing wrong with praying the same prayer. People say, well, if you pray more than once, you're praying in doubt. Well, go tell Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane because he said he went back and he prayed the same thing again. But he prayed it not just with words. I mean, have you ever done this? this is, we're talking about honesty, all right? So here's another honesty. There are times that I'm praying and I pray because I've got a, a prayer outline that I use. And there's sometimes I'll be praying and all of a sudden I'll get to a point in my prayer and I'll think, well, my mind was a million miles away. I was, I, was I was thinking about something else. But I was saying words. So that's what Jesus is saying here. It's not that you get into a formula and you just follow that formula. But it's a, it's a conversation. So now what's the second thing? Yeah, so number two, learn to talk to God about everything that matters to yeah. us. 
What matters to you? Then talk to God about it. Scripture is really clear. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Wow. Instead, pray about everything. Yeah. Tell yeah. God what you need and yeah. thank him for all he has done. So whatever's important to you, talk to God about it because yeah. it's important to him. And sometimes we think our requests are too small for God. Like, mm. I'm praying, God, my preseason ranked eight number number eight Seminoles are playing LSU. So I'm praying for my Seminoles to win. Now what if Michael, though, he's playing for Ohio, praying for he Ohio. He can pray all day long. That's great. Vance is going to pray. <laughs> Just keep praying. That's all I'm saying. But you know what? It's important to me. So, I mean, obviously, if they don't win, but they're going to. If they don't win... I'm not going to blame God, but he's like, he knows my heart. He sees my heart. You have a headache that plagues you constantly, constantly. Talk to God about it. You feel hurt at the end of the day after a 10-hour workday? Talk to God about it. You know anything that's going on in your life? Your boss is driving you crazy? Talk to God about it. Whatever's going on, he cares about what's going on in your life. And the number three thing there is learn to talk to God continually. Learn to talk to God continually. Look at your neighbor and say continually. Continually. Now, I know that scared the bejesus out of some of you, but look at this verse. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Always be full of joy. Never stop praying. Whatever happens, always be thankful. Now, this is how God wants you to live in Christ Jesus. Mm. Now, personally, in my life, I've learned to develop what I call an awareness of the presence of God. Say an awareness, awareness of, the of the presence of God. As soon as I get up in the morning, as I'm making my journey to the restroom, my words are, this is the day the Lord has made, so my first thoughts of the day is going to be towards Him. Right. This is the day that the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, I pray today that whatever you want me to do, I'm available for that, and that you get glory from my life. And then I began talking to the Lord about a few things that he wants me to talk about. I love Smith Wigglesworth, who was an old evangelist, an English evangelist of years ago, and he said, I never pray more than 20 minutes at a time, but I never let 20 minutes go by that I don't pray again. I mean, I walk onto the campus like I rode on the campus this morning. And as I pulled on the campus, I said, God, I thank you for this campus. And I need your help today. Because I don't know how to help this church and motivate this church in prayer by myself. I, I don't want this series to be another series on prayer that we chalk it up and said, yeah, we learned about prayer. But as I pulled on the campus, I said, Lord, I desperately need you to help me to just take the misconceptions away from prayer. And then on on Mondays when I come into the office, when I see my staff, I'll say, well, Lord, I I thank you for my staff and and, and I pray for them. Lord, help me to lead them in the way that you want me to lead them and strengthen their marriage, be with them. And those that are single, I'm praying that God sends a godly man or a godly woman into into their life. You know, uh, a, a man for the woman and a woman for the man, okay? In this, uh, in this day and age, you know, you need to do that. There's still only two sexes, okay? If you don't believe that, try to milk a bull. I don't know. 
Ben, I don't know where that came from. It just came from outer space. But be available for people. Anita talked about the golf lesson we had. So when we finished, this, the instructor was leaving. I said, hey, by the way, Steve, anything we can pray about? You know, I've never heard anybody say, no, I don't want you to pray for me. We're a church that prays. So we're going to start using those. Yes. And it's not only just praying, but what is it? Well, we talk to God and then we listen. We listen. A lot of times people don't listen, don't take the time to really listen. Can I interject something when you said about Smith Wigglesworth said 20 minutes and then 20. For some of us, that's a long time. Sure. 20 minutes is a long time. So you know what? Do you. Two, three minutes, do it. Just pray constantly be praying. I, my life changed when I found out that, you know, I didn't have to, because remember Larry Lee back in the day, don't you have an hour to pray? And I'm like, yeah. hello? No, I couldn't. But some I don't, people I, do. Some well, people some people do. do. And if you can, go for it. But what, wherever you are, pray. And then part of praying is listening. Yeah. And that could really add time to your prayer time if you listen. People say, you got one mouth and two ears, so you're supposed to listen more than you speak. But God wants us to hear him. How is he going to speak? God speaks in a whole lot of different ways. Sometimes it's a big, loud voice. Sometimes it's just a knowing that you might have. Do you need to hear that big, loud voice to know that it was God? No, not necessarily. Remember Elijah, when God spoke to him one time, he was like, well, there was a big wind. Was God in that wind? No. There was an earthquake. He wasn't in the earthquake. There was a fire. He wasn't in the fire. Now, God spoke that way other times, yeah. but not that time. But in 1 Kings 19 and 12, after the fire came a what? A still, still small, small voice. voice. And just like crawling up in Daddy God's lap to hear him whisper, you've got to get nice and close, yeah. and you've got to be quiet yeah. so you can hear that gentle voice whisper. Sometimes he'll speak to you in a whisper. Sometimes while you're in prayer and you're looking at his word, you know, God directs me to certain scripture yeah. in the Bible. Sometimes through circumstances, he might talk to you or audibly. Yeah. Has anybody ever heard an audible voice from God? Yes. Some of us have heard that. And sometimes just through the Holy Spirit giving you an inclination yeah. of something or, you know, some people say, <coughs> I know it in my gut or I know yeah. it in my knower. Well, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Yeah. So, don't be afraid. It's important to listen yeah. to what God has yeah. to say. I hope, you, I hope you heard our hearts today. Because I, I, I want you to feel like the guilt is off of you. Because I, I said this last week. God's not up in heaven and listening to somebody you know, who really prays eloquently and said, Oh, wow, that's a 10. That's a 10. <laughs> And then Sean's out at work, and he's cut somebody off in traffic. And then he says, oh, God, forgive me for doing that. That's a simple prayer. I don't believe God says, oh, that's probably a two or three. <laughs> he should have prayed before he cut somebody off in traffic. God's not judging your prayers. But he's missing some of you. Because you don't just talk to him. You're under the misconception that you've got to have, and, and I'll talk about this in a couple weeks. We need a certain place 
but you're not always going to pray in a certain place. And it's not always, I got to pray like this. Sometimes it's just like Andrea said the other day we were talking about prayer. And Andrea said, sometimes I don't feel like praying. And I, and I'm, but I still come and I sit in his presence. And she said, sometimes honestly, I'll just say, I ain't got nothing, Lord. But I just want to come and be in your presence. And know that you love me and you want me to be here. Can I pray for you today? As we bow our heads, those of you that are watching online, first of all, I want to pray for those of us that are believers. I want to pray that God does something supernaturally in our life today that draws us to talk with him and to be with him. Father, I come to you today and I pray for the people that are here in this house and those that are watching online. And Lord, I'm asking you to to do something supernaturally this week. I'm asking you to help us to get rid of the misconceptions, the phony baloney that we've had in our life about what prayer is and how hard it is and how difficult it is and only prayer warriors ever really pray. And Lord, I pray you'd lead us into a lifestyle of prayer, of communing with you, talking with you, day by day. Now, those of you that have your heads bowed and you're believers and you're praying about your prayer life, I want to also talk to some of you that may be here today and in all honesty, you would say, you know what? I don't even know that I know Jesus. Who is he? Well, he is the Son of God. God sent him into this world and he lived a sinless life. And he went to the cross and he died for your sins and my sins because all that we try to do, we can never really get clearance from our sins. But Jesus took my sins on the cross and he died. But on the third day, God raised him from the dead so that as many as call upon him could be saved. So I don't know. Out of a crowd this size today, there may be some of you that said, you know what? If I were to die today, I'm not sure that I would be with the Lord. Uh, The Bible tells us that there's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. Some of you have been trying to do good works, turn over a leaf, do better, do better, do better. But really the answer is that I surrender my life to Jesus, ask him to forgive me of my sins, come into my life, and he helps me begin living a new life. So as this church is praying, if you're here today or you're watching online, and you're just really not sure of your relationship with the Lord. Maybe years ago, you were really close to him, but lately you would say, you know, my life's not what it used to be. I need to rededicate my life to the Lord. So what I would love to do today, the greatest honor that I would have is to be able to agree with you in prayer and lead you in prayer so that when you walk out of this building today, you would know without a shadow of a doubt that if your life were to end today, that you know that you would be with the Lord Jesus. The greatest fear is to know that I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. But Jesus wants you to be sure today of that. So if that's you and you say, Terry, would you include me in this prayer? I need to rededicate my life to the Lord. Or I need to be sure today without a shadow of a doubt 
that I'm serving the Lord, that he has forgiven me of my sins. He's given me a purpose for living and he's given me the hope of an eternity and peace with him. If you're not sure of that today, please don't leave here without letting me pray with you. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and make eye contact with me and say, that's me, Terry. That's me today. I need that prayer. Thank you, ma'am. Others today, just lift your hands and make eye contact with me. That's me. I need that prayer. Those of you that are watching online and over here, thank you. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Others today, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Hands going up. Such honesty today. The Lord is speaking to hearts. Speaking to you today. Let me lead you in a prayer. We'll all pray this prayer together. Father God, thank you today for loving me, for not giving up on me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Fill me with your Spirit. As best as I know how, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. If you said that prayer and surrendered your life to Jesus, it's the best decision you will ever make and we would like to celebrate with you. We have some tools to help you on your journey. Simply text DECIDED to 352-329-2301. That's 352-329-2301. Join us next time as we continue to love God, love people, and make disciples.